Hello everyone, this is Ian Vega, and welcome to another episode of Film Universe. Oh shit, all that air out of me. So, today's gonna be a really special, very, very much special episode, because this is gonna be an episode dedicated to... My experience for the last eight years of a f- being a filmmaker. So, where do we begin? Well, obviously the fucking beginning. Um, this is a very special episode. Why? Oh, why is it a special episode? Well, it's because, well, I'm turning 21 on the 12th of March. And quite honestly, quite frankly, I honestly wanted to make a podcast episode. I'll be discussing uh, my film history from 2010 to 2018. Now, some might say, well, wouldn't it make sense to do it when it's been, I don't know, your 10th year, 10 years of filmmaking? And my response is... Fuck you, it's my podcast. Anyway, so, today, I'm going to be covering my history with filmmaking. Where do we begin? Well, obviously, the beginning. You see, many years ago, right? Many years ago, when I was a little kid, uh, my mom got me into dinosaurs. And let me tell you, as a kid, dinosaurs were the most metal fucking thing in the world. Used to watch documentaries about them from BBC, mostly walking with dinosaurs. And who doesn't like a British man narrating a dinosaur killing? So, we used to be obsessed with it and used to go to the Museum of Natural History like every day to see all the dinosaurs, skeletons, and pretty much, yeah. So, when I was a kid, the only thing like I usually watched was like cartoons and like um, documentaries that involved dinosaurs or animated movies like the Disney movie Dinosaurs. So there was that. And then one day my mom got me this VHS. And for those kids out there who don't know what a VHS is, a VHS... Is basically if a DVD had a phase where it was overweight and had a lot of darkness on it. And it was a big fucking block with a film reel inside of it. So, what happened was that my mom got me this big, uh, this VHS tape called Godzilla. And to this day, I still have it so you can remember where this all started. And what what happened was... That when I first saw this cover, um, it blew my fucking mind. Because it was like this giant, gargantuan lizard dinosaur with planes flying around it. So I was like, huh, this is cool. Now, when I saw this, it blew my mind. Because at a young age, you used to think Godzilla was real. This, yeah, yeah. Used to think this big ass motherfucking monster was real. And then when my mom told me that it wasn't real, it was all fake, 
I was well, I was kind of pissed off because I thought he I wanted him to be real just as much as I wanted Pokemon to be real. So what happened, right? Was that at the time I was like, "Huh, this is, you know, I, it's a film. It's pretty awesome." And then from then on, I started watching more giant Japanese monster films like Gamera, Ultraman, and all the Godzilla movies. And to this day, I still watch them. Now that I'm older, I can treat, I can, can, ugh, fuck, critique them and see how good and how bad they are, really. But it still doesn't uh, take me away from it. It's still pretty fucking cool to watch. So, at, um, around the time, right, uh, my aunt, like, I think I was, like, three or four, my aunt showed me horror movies behind my mom's back, and I'm not talking, like, oh, Dracula, or the werewolf, or the wolfman, or Frankenstein, no, we're talking fucking Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Chucky, Saw, fucking, um... What what what's his name? What what is fucking um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? You know, pretty much all that shit. And as crazy as it may sound, and as scary as it is, as it is, I was not afraid. In fact, since I knew Godzilla was fake, I knew this was fake too, and wasn't scared from what my aunt told me. She said that and I asked her as I got older. I asked her like, "How was I a little a wimp?" She's like, actually, when you saw these movies, you didn't even have a reaction. You just stood there, and that's it. You, you didn't really say much. You weren't even scared because you knew it was a, it was fake. So, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, I was like, huh. Manly, manly, manly kid. It's true. Man, I'm the man. What a man. So, that happened. Uh, my mom was obviously pissed off at my aunt, but my aunt didn't give a shit. So... As time went by, around, like, 2008-2009, I started getting into YouTube. The marvelous world of old YouTube. You know, YouTube back then, it was music videos that involved just subtitles. And the biggest one was, Oh, what you do to me? And there was like, oh, you know, bullshit music videos. And that's pretty much it. Or Smosh, or Chocolate Rain, or Sneezing Pandas, you know, the... The original YouTube era. You know, the the golden era of YouTube. And before becoming a filmmaker, I thought of becoming a scientist, specifically an environmentalist or a marine biologist, because one, I like the environment, I love animals. And marine animals, because, you know, Pisces. So, starting getting into YouTube, watched majority of the shit I watched was like, Godzilla movies are cartoons, or pretty much that's it. And one day, I was looking up, you know, Godzilla videos, and then found this bunch of YouTubers, like Deadzilla, Goji73, um, and fucking Godzilla Films, and so many more. And these were... There was one in particular that he made, like, God's, Mechagodzilla vs. Mothra. And he actually, this person actually got into, like, a monkey suit. But, um, I don't remember the name of that person. But, 
was watching a lot of these. I'm like, people are making their own Godzilla movies? And to be fair, when I was little, I used to read G-Fan magazines. For those who don't know, it's basically Godzilla, you know, Playboy. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm, I'm really not. You know, gotta see Godzilla laundry. You know, gotta see that shit. This is what the people want. People want to see a big giant lizard's ass. No, it was basically just a magazine that's like, oh, here's the news of Godzilla's ass stuff. That's pretty much it. So, it was kind of like, huh, people are making their own Godzilla movies. I like to make my own. So, that happened. And then around 2010... And I don't remember the specific day, but it was near WrestleMania 26. And for those who don't know, just Google that fucking shit. I looked at it, I was like, you know what? I'm 13 years old. I'm going to become a filmmaker. So I started making videos on YouTube. And my God, were they shit? It was so bad. Like, how the hell did people used to watch this? Back then on old golden YouTube era, I'm not even kidding. You see a 400,000 or... 100,000 or 80,000 people watching my shit. I'm not even kidding. It was mostly 80,000, 70,000 or something like that, really. But then, oh my gosh. Because the show I used to make was called Pokemon Facts and Myths, which is basically like creepypastas on Pokemon. And crazy as it may sound, it actually got a lot of views. Damn, YouTube fucked me over after that. The show, the channel's gone now. The show, the channel's been gone a long time ago, since 2015, actually. So, um, wow. So, um, let's see. They were bad, mostly made, like, Godzilla film videos. of like, oh, it was, they were basically slideshows of, like, oh, who wanted to fight this monster or this monster? Then that was my, the first video I've ever made in my entire life was me making a video of all my gods my entire Godzilla collection but instead of putting like using and this is as crazy as it may sound I didn't use a camera I used the fucking webcam on my laptop so it's just me carrying my laptop around my room right but then there was something I did instead of like putting showing the shelves of the Godzilla figures my ass thought hey let me put every single fucking Godzilla, Gamma, Ultra, whatever, in the living room and line them up like they're my army. It was dumb. And try to pan a laptop without, like, uh, backwards. So I don't, the webcam doesn't show me because it only showed, like, on the screen side, not the back side either. So it was like, fuck. So I, I wasn't aware of what I was recording, but it was terrible. So it was that. I made a lot of bad content on YouTube that to this day, I'm looking back, I'm just like, oh shit, this is terrible. How the hell did I used to get a lot of views? So, yeah, there was that. And in 2015, I was watching a documentary called Triple H, Thy Kingdom Come, which, for those who don't know, I'm a big wrestling fan. So... Was watching this documentary. He was basically talking about his passion, you know, follow your dreams, etc., all that bullshit. And for some reason, this hit me. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna quit YouTube and take my career to the next level. I'm gonna become professional filmmaker now. So, 
decided, you know, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I wanted to take my career to the next level and get more better, actually. So, what was decided was... Um, <laughs> made my first short film the day I saw that documentary. Had no script, no story, just whatever came to my mind. It was a short horror movie called Slasher. It's uh, available on Vimeo. And it was just like me grabbing items from my room. I was like, okay, I can make a movie out of this item, this item, this item, and so far, so forth. And when I finished it and published it, and after editing it, I, w- got, I don't say, I got emotional because I was like, and I didn't know why at the time. I was like, why am I tearing up? And then I realized this is something that I'm passionate about. This I found my passion. So I was happy and then, Whole 2015 basically made a lot of movies. I made Two Minds, Eternal Nightmare, which I mean, Eternal Madness, which um, unfortunately got lost because of a hard drive crash. Fuck HP laptops. So there was that um, Mystic, which was an animated to a 2D animated film that I made about a merman, but like. It 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 was only for me to watch, really. I mean, only two people watched it. It wasn't pornographic or anything. No, it was just or violent. It was just, eh. Really wanted. I didn't really want to share it to the world that much, so I kept it hidden. So, um, there was that. There was also, wow, um, made a lot of movies. Uh, let's see, Two Minds, Last Year, Internal Madness, Mystic. And a lot of those movies were about depression because during 2015, I went through a very harsh depression because of a breakup. And it was basically a way for me to express what was going on emotionally and spiritually in a way. So it was just harsh. So... And to that, by the end, like, near the end of 2015, I thought to myself, you know what? There's a film I want to make, and it might as well be a film that basically inspired me to be a filmmaker where it all started. So it came to mind, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make my very first fan-made Godzilla film. But I wanted to, but my agenda for this film was, I wanted to make this film dark, like, Kind of like the 1954 one for me, because as a kid, you know, I felt like it was dark, you know, it was like, like, felt like a tragedy, but it was just so interesting as a story. I wanted to make Godzilla seem, not like Godzilla, but like an actual destructive thing that, yeah, that actually happened, that people could never forget, you know? So, I wanted to make a realistic Godzilla film, basically. So, I started back, I started like... In October of 2015, and published it on the internet in Vimeo and at the time YouTube, but I took down my YouTube channel. So, was so proud, happy. It was a very big film for me. 2016, um, wanted to make a 2D animated film called. At first, it was called The Boy and the Beast. But then it was renamed Dream Giant. Now, it was originally supposed to be a 2D animated film. Um, and it took me a while. And I'll admit, 2D animation... For those who do 2D animation or master it, 
I tip my fucking hat to you because that shit is hard. I'm more capable of doing 3D animation, but if anybody wants to teach me 2D animation so I can improve my skills, you know, I'm all up for it. So, there was that. Um, but then, when 2016 was starting to end and 2017 started, you know, it was at the time I was in college. And, um... I went to a film festival, and it was actually my first film festival. It was in the, it was in the Tribeca Film Theater, and it was my first time. I saw it on a on a TV in my college, in one of the campus buildings, and I was like, "Wait, the can the I was like, well, "Oh shit!" The college, my college has a film club and a film festival, so I went. Um, a lot of filmmakers were there. Um, it was basically in the Tribeca Performing Arts Theater place. It was a big fucking venue, like, my God. So, it was the first one to be there, even before the president even, or the people who runs the club at the time, before they even came there, I was, like, there, and I was just waiting. <laughs> so, um, we went there. Met a couple filmmakers. Met a, f- a, a really good filmmaker. His name Brian Fitzgerald. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, my man. Who created Underwater. Um, and I'll have him as a guest on my podcast for a future episode. But we met him at that venue, at that event. And then I got in touch with, the at the time, the film president club, whatever. And I got into the club. Uh, in 2017 of spring, well, last year actually, um, it was felt like it was great, and they were doing a pitch session. So, pitched my idea for a film, which was Dream Giant. And while they were talking, doing introductions, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make Dream Giant into a live action film. That's what I did. Now. What happened was that this was the first film I've ever made in my entire career that involved other people because usually it was just me alone. This was they they greenlit it, but it was they were very skeptic to greenlight it because, from my knowledge, they were very unsure of it being made and they doubted. But they were like, you know what? Yeah, sure, why not? Let's greenlight it. So it was a very big challenge, and I love challenges like. Decided, the reason why I decided to make it live action it was because I wanted to challenge myself in a big game. That was, that was my main thing, to challenge myself to see what I can create. And 14 people, you know, I was the director, the actor, the screenwriter, the... My producer, one of my producers even admitted that I was much more of a producer uh, for the film, which found it flattering. Um... Cause me, I'm I'm always on everyone's ass, really. And when you're texting fourteen people while you're in class, your professor's like your your screenwriting professor, and you're they're like, I understand, man. You do you, they, they, they can't blame me. Um, a lot of people helped me, and the one of the most difficult things of making Dream Giant was the costume design. My girlfriend at the time was trying to help me out with the the costume. She showed me her concept art of what she believed would work. And although 
um, looking back, I am still grateful that she helped me out develop the costume look. Um, but the design she made didn't really seem right. It didn't seem believable. It just seemed like a costume. And as crazy as it I mean, it was basically like a hoodie and big pants and like, it was just like, it didn't feel right. So, the time I was like, you know what? There has to be something. So my aunt helped me out and she got in contact with someone who's a uh, costume designer. So she helped me out for free. Um, Very nice woman. Very, very nice. Um, Very beautiful. Good hearted person. I um, hope she's doing well. She helped me out and one day she got it done. And we had time because she had to leave because she had a flight that day. So it was pretty fucking wow. Um... She made the costume. My girlfriend at the time made the claws and the horns multiple times because it didn't. A lot of them didn't meet the match I was thinking. So, um, there was that. We did a lot of the shoots in around mostly at my house. There was actually a day we 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 were shooting on my birthday, and you have fourteen people in my apartment. You know, filming on my birthday. So that was like one of the best gifts to have. You know, if you're a filmmaker and you film on your birthday, that's pretty fucking awesome. So, there was that. There was also, we filmed in Staten Island both day, both day and night. We had a child actor, my little cousin, who wants to be an actor. He did great. And he was full of energy for it. Especially, like, when we had to wake up really early in the morning to get our shit done and get everything packed to leave. You know, take the ferry... All the way from, like, one side of New York to the other. From west to east, you know, far in Staten Island in the forest. So, that was that. And it was it was a great experience. Wow. It was like feeling international travel, really. Which was dumb. It's kind of dumb to say. But, like, for me, it felt different, you know. So, there was that. There was also... Um, this, wow. We fucking gorilla the shit out of that film but we did a lot of great stuff for it um editing was a bitch i wouldn't really get into touch with that but we got it managed it was basically a war let's say okay between me and the editor so the it was the day of the film festival we made it on time the film main evented the film festival and to me, that felt so great because it felt like, you know, the, the main event, really. All my family were, my family was there. Friends were there. We all got to see it. And when the film, and, and during the film, I was paying homage to my grandpa because it was 10 years of his passing and I wanted to pay homage to him. And when the film ended, I cried. I cried on my girlfriend's arms at the, um, at the time. And fucking was emotional and I was just thinking about how proud my grandpa was, but also how for many years for those people who told me you can't you're never gonna succeed in life or for those who found out that I wanted to be a filmmaker, they're like you're never gonna do anything with your career or you're never gonna make it to the big leagues or anything like that. To main event the Tribeca film uh the film festival in my college in tri- in the Tribeca Theater and to see my face my name and everything and basically my own film on the big screen as the main event of the whole event it said a lot to me and it was just so full it was full circle for me 
And on that night, won two awards. The Rising Star Award, which is an award dedicated to Michael Vinson, who was a young, who was a student in my college, but unfortunately passed away. So they wanted to make an award dedicated to him. It was it's basically the Warrior Award, you know, from the WWE Hall of Fame. It's basically that. It's like an award of recognition of someone who had the the passion, the and someone who had a spirit like Michael and won that award. And the film also won um, Best Cinematography, which the cinematographer didn't make it that night, but I had to take it and give it to him the next time I saw him. Um, and it was just that, man. I got home late and it was just so fucking... Woo! It was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> so, I did that and then I screened uh, Dream Giant in another film festival in Greenwich, the Greenwich Film Theater, and it was great. Looking back now, there's many changes I could have made, but it was just like, you know, I'm proud. And to this day, I still have the costume of the Beast. It's available on Vimeo. Um, the majority of the films I've made from 2017 to 2010 are not for sale. They're they're just, you know, films I've made. They're just for my resume to show who I am and what I'm capable of doing. To this day, I'm still continuing making films. I've got, like, a couple... Um, like right now, I've got like three film projects that I'm planning on doing. I'm also running a. I'm, I'm the founder of Ian Vega Pictures. Um, I've made my website. My I got business cards. And to this day, I'm continuing meeting um, filmmakers all over New York and on social media, and it's just a great experience to meet other people with passion. So, it's great, you know, even at SVA, you know, met Adam Rakoff, really swell guy, really, really nice guy to talk with, fucking funny dude, Becky, who I'll say is basically my Twilight Zone twin, (laughs) um, um, I didn't, I didn't meet Becky, at SVA, I met him, I met her through Adam and James Hancock, who... Is the host of Wrong Reel. Um, it's available on SoundCloud. And on, I believe on iTunes. Uh, met Bill Plimpton. Very nice guy. Um, and also. Um, Kate Morris and Haley Florido. And. Also. Um, Nord Foreman. And to this day I'm meeting people at SVA. It's 2009. Where do I see myself in the future? Well. Anything's possible, but the next time you see, uh, next time you see me on the on social like big news from me, the next time you'll see Ian Vega is Ian Vega, at being at the Dusty's Film Festival at SVA, baby. So that's pretty much my a summary of my eight years of being a filmmaker. To this day, you know, I'm I'm, I'm still a work in progress. Um. Here's some advice for any filmmakers who are listening. Read books. I've had many people tell me, don't read books, just do it. Read books. Read books. Fucking read books. It's important. Um, always, you know, if people have some suggestions, listen to them. But be aware of, like, their suggestions. So meaning, like, okay, they can give you a suggestion. Be open-minded about it. But 
but like see if you think it can work you know follow your instincts you know um stay passionate with what you love and um don't let no one take down your passion no matter who they are they can be someone who's made 12 feature films and you've made five short films don't feel like they're superior because in the end of the day they they were also the same person you are now so don't like think oh this person like if i met steven spielberg now or tomorrow i wouldn't be like oh bow down mr spielberg fucking oh the bow down throw no same as another filmmaker I mostly would see him as a guy, as a guy who was in the same shoes I am now. So don't be afraid of any big time filmmakers that you meet in life. Like don't be afraid of them. They're they're the same person who you are. Okay. Um. Don't let anybody overshadow who you are. You know you have to stand out. All right. Always stand out. Stay in touch with people. You know, even if it's temporary or. Anything really, just keep staying in touch. And the one thing, the one big thing I'll give with it, and it follows my slogan imagination can change a generation. The big one film can change millions of lives. Look at Pixar, Disney, Warner Brothers, DreamWorks, Universal, so far, Toho. Think of all these people. All these companies, you know, they made one, they made a film that changed millions of lives. Your imagination can change a generation. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, Asian, um, you know, Latin, male, female, straight or bisexual, you know, you can't, or it doesn't matter how you look, you know, you're a human being, you're your your own universe and every universe has something to deliver in this world. And from the art that we create, not only are we connecting us as human beings, but we're also connecting universes and passing down the arts and stories that can be influencing generations by generations. If you want a perfect example, look at Disney films. And if you want one film example, look at Star Wars. To this day, it's inspiring generations. So, I mean, yeah, that's a summary of my eight years as a filmmaker. Um, yeah, man. So, I hope you liked it. Stay tuned to the next time on Ian Vega Pick uh, Film Universe. Follow me on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um... Also, follow Cartoon Cosmo on Twitter and Instagram, Film Universe on SoundCloud, and soon enough to be on iTunes. I'll give you an update about that and the official Twitter account of Film Universe. And also, be sure to buy some merchandise from Ian Vega Pictures available on Redbubble. Uh, I'll be making some new merch soon in the future, but for now, working on other things. Anyway... That's all for the episode. This is I'm your host, Ian Vega. And all I got to say in the words of Adam Cole, <clears throat> Ian Vega, baby!